Welcome to In the Know by Diane Schindler. This is Diane Schindler speaking. I'm the host of In the Know, the podcast show. I'm an author, a presenter, a solo nomad, a travel blogger, and a photographer. So this podcast show includes writing tips, travel tips, and my views of life from savvy and thoughtful to quirky and humorous. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to In the Know. We have a very special guest today, Gerilyn Villar. Gerilyn was born and raised in New Jersey, and we're going to hear so much from her today. She was born in Belleville, New Jersey, and after high school, she married. And while she was raising her children, she received her AAS degree, that is an Associate in Applied Science degree in nursing from Essex Community College. Then later, she received her BSN, that is a Bachelor of Science in Nursing. And one of the requirements for that degree included a class in poetry. And her professor was taken by her work, and she began to seriously consider writing. We're going to hear about that. So in 1992, she wrote and self-published a cookbook called Deliciously Low-Fat, which is available through Amazon. And her first novel, we're going to talk about her first novel today as well, is entitled One Spring Day. And it was recently published, recently as March 12, 2020. So we are on the front rung of hearing all about this novel. It's available through Amazon and be sure to check the program notes so that you'll know where to buy these two books. She has two sons, one daughter, a grandson, and a granddaughter, and she lives with her husband, David, in the villages of Florida. In addition to her other accomplishments, she holds licenses in cosmetology, real estate, and insurance. She's a busy woman, yet she's still writing. So thank you so much for joining us today. Welcome. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Boy, I'd like to meet me. (laughs) I'm glad that I was able to meet you at the Villages and we were able to connect, and I'm so happy you published your book. I mean, I remember meeting you and then you emailed me and saying, gee, I don't know what to do because I don't know what genre it's in. Is it romance or it's mystery? And yet I want to be on your show, Diane. And I said, don't worry, published or not, we can talk about your book. So, but you move forward and publish that. I did. I decided to go ahead and take that leap. You know, sometimes we have to get out of our comfort zone. Exactly. And get a leap and was able to get this thing done. And, and get and out of, yeah, get out of our own way. It's so ridiculous, right. isn't it? Well, mm-hmm. tell us, I mean, I, I, I gave the audience that bio, that information about you, but fill, us, fill that out. Tell us a little more about yourself and how you started writing. Well, you know, I started writing probably a long time ago. I wrote some poetry in high school. And when I was in junior high in high school, I was the editor for the yearbook as well. And I guess I come from a family of writers because my father wrote for the newspaper when he was in high school. My oldest son is a librarian in Oldsmar for the children's library. And his writing probably at least grammatically correct can put me to shame. He'd probably find something wrong with my book if he looks at it. (laughs) And uh, my youngest son is very skilled in writing as well. So I think it just comes naturally to us for some reason. But I've always had a desire to write. Did you continue to write poetry after your professor showed an interest? I did. Well, I wrote some. 
I've never published any poetry. I've just written some uh, because it interests me to do so. Maybe that'll be one of my next books. Who knows? That would but be great. I thought when he told me that, you know, he was really, really taken by my work and really encouraging to me. And I thought, you know, I've wanted to write for such a long time, a novel, you know, just write a story, write mm -hmm. something. And I thought, you know, with that little bit of encouragement, it kind of sparked me to go ahead and really think about some things and what I wanted to write about. Then you wrote your first, your first book. Well, that cookbook came after a time I was pregnant with my youngest son, and it was a big craze about low-fat cooking. And so I was home. I was actually had to be in bed for the last two months of my pregnancy. And looking at all my accomplishments, it's pretty obvious that I have to be busy all the time. <laughs> so yeah. I decided with my nursing background and my ability to cook. So with my ability to cook and my nursing background, I decided to try and put together a cookbook for people who wanted some low-fat recipes. And what I did is I took recipes that I normally would use and I changed them. Uh, for the most part, with most recipes, some of the recipes were low fat to begin with just because that's what they are. For example, and I put this up on um, one of the social network sites the other day trying to promote my cookbook, is that the recipe for Irish soda bread is actually a recipe from an Irish family going back to Ireland. And it's made with low fat buttermilk. <laughs> so it's a low fat recipe, but it's the original recipe and it's really the best I've ever had. Mm -hmm. Good for you. And so that was in 1992. That's correct. And then you went on and wrote One Spring Day. Well, tell us how you got the idea to write this book. Well, I'll tell you what, I was really struggling with what to write and where to start. And someone that I know was telling me a story about their family member, because this story, One Spring Day, is an inspired story. It's inspired of a true story, inspired from a true story. And uh, so this person was telling me about their family and that they had owned a business, uh, had one child. The child was a son who was rather spoiled and looked his nose down on everybody, including family members. So he broke away from the family, the small amount of family that he had. Uh, but he was at the business and they hired someone because they needed some help at this business. And that person ended up totally taking everything from them. The parents passed on. And the son was left with absolutely nothing and no family to lean on because he had turned them away in his life. Oh boy. And so I thought, boy, that would really make a very good story. And so I started with that and um, it just really progressed. So the only part of my story that is accurate is that little bit of knowledge that I had in the rest of course is all fiction. Mm -hmm. So in the genre, tell us about the genre. The genre, you know, I didn't realize how much of a love story this was going to be or how much romance was going to be in this book when I started it, because it doesn't sound like it's going to be a book about romance. But I created, I had to go back and create his parents who I know nothing about and how they came to be. So the story kind of starts with him in this horrible situation and then having a look back, which goes all the way back to his parents meeting. And so you follow that through in their love story and them getting together and starting their business. And then you just kind of develops one thing after another. So the love story is, is the love story of his parents. Can I explore the notion of a mystery, a romance mystery? What portion of it is mystery then? What is the mystery? Well, the mystery part is uh, all of the things that lead up to this woman and how she takes everything from them. 
And I really can't say much more about it because I would give away the mystery if I really told yeah, you about that. Yeah, we don't want to spoil her. I don't want to take you down that road. I'm sorry about that. That's okay. No problem. I looked at the cover. The cover is beautiful. Thank how, you. How did you manage that cover? I'll tell you, I'm so proud of that cover. I'm almost more excited about the cover than, than the book. <laughs> I got so excited when I, I made the cover. You know, it's interesting because I also wasn't sure what I was going to do with that. And things just fall into place sometimes. So um, I didn't know how to actually create the cover on my own. So I hired someone to help me create the cover. And of course, I never met the person. I think she's actually in Italy. I did it online. And so I sent her an email and I said, I don't know what to do with this cover because the business in this book is a, a bed and breakfast. So I think it should have a picture of a bed and breakfast on the cover, but it starts out with the gentleman being homeless. So I think maybe we should have a homeless person on the bottom, but then again, it doesn't go with the title. Maybe I have to change the title of the book. So instead of being helpful, wow, she wow, 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 going talk about all over the place. And you know, that happens because we're so close to our work. Correct. We really need someone to help us. So, Correct. so go on, tell me what happened okay. then. Well, she wasn't helpful. With, <laughs> kind of, that's why I'm laughing about it. She wasn't. Oh. She said, look at this file of pictures and pick one. And I thought, you have got to be kidding me. I'm hiring you to make the cover. So I start looking for pictures of bed and breakfast and homeless people. And I'm looking and looking. And I said, let me put in spring flowers because the book's name is One Spring Day. Let me just see what I come up with flowers. And I'm looking through pictures and the picture of the cover popped up. And I looked at that and I thought, oh my gosh, because the, procrast uh, the protagonist, sorry about that, the protagonist is a woman in this book mm -hmm. and a woman who's beautiful with blonde hair and blue eyes. And I thought it couldn't be more perfect because she's gorgeous in this book on the cover, but she has that little bit of a almost mysterious or that look to her where you could see where there could either maybe be a little bit of evil or something going on. And of mm. course you have all the beautiful flowers surrounding her face. Yes. And I thought I could not have chosen a better cover if I tried. Well, you know, if I came up with it in my mind. It is beautiful. It really is. I was taken aback. And the face just fills out the whole cover almost. Yes, it does. Yeah, and she is beautiful. So that was a great choice. Everything is fortuitous. Well, how did you, let me digress on something. How did you find this woman in Italy? Uh, she is part of Fiverr. And Fiverr, I guess, is a company oh, that... Yeah. Uh, I, if I understand this correctly, they employ uh, like contractors. Yeah. So it was a name I had gotten actually from the book club in the villages of people that they have used in the past. They've suggested you could use Fiverr to get your book cover made. And so I went on there and then you can choose from people. They all tell you how much they want to make your cover, how much mm -hmm. they're going to charge. And then you could just choose whoever you want. I just happened to choose this particular person. Yeah. F. I-V is in Victor E-R, correct? Fiverr. two V's, F-I-V-V-E-R. Okay, good. I'll put that in the show notes for people mm -hmm. to check out. Thank you sure. for that information. No problem. So how long did it take you to write this book? This book took me three years to write. Wow. And part of it is because I am so busy with so many other things. And when I first started, it was really a struggle because I'd never done this before, you know, never sat down and just wrote a novel. 
and I started writing and things were flowing and flowing and flowing. And then suddenly I stopped because I got busy with one of my other businesses that I have. And it was really hard getting back into it. Mm-hmm. And so it took me a long time. It probably took me almost a year to get back into it after the first time that I started the book. And so I got back in, I wrote a few more chapters and then I got really busy with insurance. You know, when you sell insurance, I sell health insurance you have open enrollment time and that's Mm -hmm. like three to four months. And so during open enrollment, you are busier than you could imagine. And you really don't have time for anything else. So it gets put on the back burner. And then when I have time again, I would start writing again. And I think it was harder for me to do that because I had to think about where I left off and reread and try and decide if I want to change anything instead of just writing. So I think that was a little bit of a, it was a distraction for me. I'm sure. I'm sure because you get steeped in it. And then when you're taken away, you have to focus on other things. And it's almost hard to remember where where you were, how you felt. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So I commend you on your, I mean, and I commend you. I commend you. you on your effort to continue. That is definitely persistence. Did you have an editor for your book? I did not. I edited it myself. Good for you. And and you self-published? I did. I self-published on Amazon. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I'm impressed. That uh, effort to self-publish is challenging simply because the formatting. Well, you know, I used a program to write called Scrivener. I had heard of it Mm-hmm. I don't even remember how I heard of it because it was three years ago, but I heard of it and I purchased that program, which is very inexpensive. If I remember correctly, it was something like $99. Uh, it, you know, it could be more now and I could be remembering it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And it really lays everything out for you. And one of the reasons I think I got as far as I did in writing the book is because I was able to write the chapter titles and have them there in front of me on the left-hand side of the page. If you've never seen Scrivener, you wouldn't know what I'm talking about. I do have, I do have Scrivener, but I'm not with this. I didn't have it with my books until now. And I, but I'm not at the, I'm not at the place where I'm ready to self-publish. So I, so your explanation is, would be useful to me. Yeah. So it's wonderful because you can write what I found helpful for me to write this book because I didn't know where to start was I started thinking about the story and put chapter titles down, just things that I thought I wanted to talk about in this book. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I rearranged them to make a little bit more sense out of it, but they were there. And then I said, okay, well in this chapter, like looking back, okay, I made a chapter called looking back. Well, he's looking back on everything that happened, telling the story of his parents and how they met. That was the looking back part. So now that I knew that, I had to come up with the characters. Now there's a place in Scrivener to put your character names down. Mm -hmm. And you have boxes where you could actually describe what the character looks like and what's gonna happen with that character. So you have all this information that you can just make these little outline notes about and then write your book. And I just found it so helpful. That does sound helpful. I'm hoping to get to the stage where I can self-publish mine. I'm nowhere near that right now. (laughs) 
and what was your biggest challenge and how did you overcome the challenge? And I, my assumption is that about, because you had another life. That's correct. Yeah. That, and I overcame it because I, uh, you know, a couple of months ago I decided, okay, open enrollment is over enough already with this book. <laughs> you know, it's uh -huh. been three years. Okay. I have got to finish this book because I can't, I can't take it anymore. You know, <laughs> I like things done. I'm not a procrastinator at all, the opposite. So when things don't get done, it actually stresses me. And the stress of not having this book completed was monumental. And I decided that's it. I'm finishing this book no matter what. Good for you. That's uh, right. One of the reasons it's actually self-published is because I really needed this book to be done. And so once I finished it, I started looking for agents that would go to big publishing companies. And I mm -hmm. sent my book out to two of them. One did not respond at all. The other said, it's not for me, but I'm sure there's other people that will want this. And I also sent it to a publisher that somebody else told me about who said they would take up to 12 weeks to publish it. Well, after three weeks, my antsiness of having to be done said, okay, sorry, they had enough time. I'm self-publishing the book. I'm not <laughs> dealing with this anymore. I want my book out. Yeah, so. isn't that interesting? Get it off your plate That's so it. that you can stand tall and say you did it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Isn't that such a great feeling once you get it published and it's on Amazon? You think, wow. My husband said I was like a child on Christmas morning when that book, when it said it was published, I was so happy and so excited. You couldn't get the smile off my face the entire day. That over is the moon. so good. You were over the moon. What did you enjoy the most about writing? I enjoyed actually stretching myself and seeing that I could really do this and seeing how I could form characters and develop them throughout the story and the connections and how things flowed. I mean, it's like when you know that you, or you think you can't do something, I'll give you an example. I've never been able to uh, draw anything. I can't draw a straight line. I'm pathetic. <laughs> but I took a couple of uh, painting classes and I said to the, one of the instructors, I can't even draw a straight line. They said, good, you'll be good at painting. And so I painted these little things that I wasn't too impressed with. They were just okay. And then one day I saw a picture and I said, I really want to paint that. And this was really a very intricate picture. And I drew that. You have to draw it first. You have to sketch it. And I already told you, I can't even draw a straight line. So <laughs> I sketched this beautiful picture and I painted it and it is unbelievable. And to look back and say, I cannot believe I did that. Well, it's wow. the same thing with this book. Never having written before, to look at what I was able to do, what my imagination came up with and the, the end result of this book, which I'm sure everybody really will love this book. You should get out and read it and enjoy it and you'll be able to feel the characters and feel the emotion that's going on. So you clearly not only wrote a book, but you gained self-knowledge. Correct. Absolutely. That's fantastic. What did you enjoy the least? The least was the time it took to write the book. As I said to you before, I am one of these people, it's funny you use the expression, get it off your plate. That's what I say all the time. There's always so much on my plate I need to get it off. I need to get things done. So the time it took was the most frustrating part of this for me. 
Isn't that something? It just takes more time than you think. Now, did you write the first draft and then start on the second draft, or what was your process? No, I just wrote it all as one novel, but when I stopped for long periods of time, I had to go back, and at first I started going back and editing, and then someone said to me, who was also trying to write, that she had heard from, from publishers not to go back and necessarily edit your book because they're going to make you edit it anyway, so don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. So at that point, I just continued to write without editing, and I waited till I was completely finished with the book, and then I went into the editing mode. Good for you. other ideas because I know you have other ideas because you have reached a new plateau in self-knowledge. Well, a book that I wanted to write even before this one, and again, I don't know where to start with it, and that's my little bit of a dilemma there, is I'd like to write maybe two different books. Um, And I don't know if you consider them Christian books. They may or may not be, but uh, one would be How to Have a Happy Marriage. Mm-hmm. And I look at that because this is not my first go around with my husband. He's not my first husband. And so I can look at things that perhaps I did wrong in the past or mistakes that I made that I think are mistakes anyway. I mean, everybody has their own opinion of what a marriage should be or a good marriage should be. One in particular is that I tend to throw myself into my work and I've stopped doing that where I want to take more time for my spouse and for our life together because Work is, can be fun or challenging or maybe has to be at times, but that should not be your whole life. I could, be, I could easily be a workaholic, and I have been in the past. And so that's one thing that I have changed. It's just one little thing that I've changed in my life. So I thought about putting down all of the things that I see are really, really important to have a really long-lasting happy marriage. So that's a book that I want to write. And then the other, because I married my husband when I was 59 and found the love of my life, is to have a book trying to address to people who think perhaps they're too old now and they're never going to find that person. They haven't been able to find that right person their whole life. And they're kind of, they might be feeling like they're past their expiration date. That's a great way to describe it. Right. And that's not true. You can still find happiness and you could still find the person that you love. And so I would like to write one or the other, or maybe both of those books, if I could figure out where to start. They both sound like great ideas. I mean, we, we all want to learn how to, to get along with our spouse mm-hmm. and make it last. We all want to know, and the older we get, you know, I agree with you. You feel like we've reached our expiration date. The shelf life is over. Are you in a writer's group? I'm in the writer's group in the villages. I find for myself, the writer's group is really a good way for me to sort of share an idea and share a thought and say, gee, what, you know, what do you think about this? And I get sometimes encouragement and sometimes people will say, well, it's trite, but, or at least we, you know, they help me hone down to the, to the, to the topic at hand. So I really encourage you to think about that. Even if, even if they're not 
published writers, if they're writer wannabes, you know, people really are good in helping you understand. And are you working on anything particular right now? Or these are just ideas in your head since it's been a whole, what? It's been eight days since you published. I mean, (laughs) I have not started. Um, Someone that I spoke to about this book before I published it, Um, asked me if, uh, not asked me, suggested that maybe I look into this becoming a Hallmark movie. And I don't know how to present that. So that's the next thing I need to look into to see if my book may work out well for Hallmark to put it to. That's um, a great idea. Talk about being over the moon excited. Let me tell you, I really know you're still coasting because what it's been eight days. It's only been a week. I'm still flying pretty high here. I'm pretty excited. The only other thing I, I've done, I was actually doing this while I was waiting for you to call today, is someone sent over an email about a contest for short stories. Mm-hmm. And I wrote a short story a few months ago called Love Beyond the Clouds. And so I pulled that back out and tweaked it just a little bit. And I'm going to send that over for this contest. So that was my little thing. Excellent. Excellent. Now, have you gone to the Florida's Writers Association meeting? I have not. I don't even know where it is. If you have a chance to talk to Larry, he's involved. And he also submits his work for awards for that association and has won awards. Mm -hmm. And um, when I interviewed him last week, he talked about the process of process of uh, applying for awards. And so it might be worth it to him. And he may even know about how to reach an agent. Yeah, that would be good. I want to take a moment to thank all of you for listening and supporting In The Know. Also, I mentioned in this interview, Gerilyn, that she should contact Larry at the Villages in Florida. Well, I failed to say his last name, so to be clear, I was talking about Larry Martin, prolific writer and retired physician. My interview with him was released on March 30th, 2020. If you haven't listened, please take a few moments. It was an excellent opportunity to learn more about Larry, his books, and his newest and exciting project regarding hyperbaric oxygen therapy and its effect on memory loss. I also want to invite you to join me for your very own interview, an opportunity for you to tell us about yourself, whether you're a business owner, a writer, a poet, whatever your story might be. For more information, please check the show notes. Finally, I'm hunkered down here in Amelia Island, Florida, as we all manage our lives through this COVID-19 pandemic. Because I traveled all over the world for four years as a solo nomad, just returning here to Florida in May, I traveled all by myself, that is. I feel like like I've been in training, like I'm prepared for this isolation. Yes, I'm getting a lot of work done, recording podcasts, editing my thriller novel, writing a podcast book and a couple of other projects. But most important, I'm thinking about you and my loved ones, healthcare workers, and those working in drugstores, grocery stores, and all of the essential businesses. I'm praying for you, and I'm praying for their health and safety. Stay well. Stay safe. What advice do you have for writers now that you are a published writer? I would say the biggest piece of advice is to have faith in yourself. Trust that you can do this and you'll be able to. 
don't procrastinate. That's probably even a bigger piece of advice. Don't procrastinate. Yeah. And, you know, I think a lot of people procrastinate because they're afraid. That's correct. Well, that's why I said you have to have faith in yourself. You have to believe in yourself. You can do it. That's great advice. Mm -hmm. I honestly think if you're having a problem writing, if you can come up with chapter headings and in those chapters, find the characters that you want, name those characters. I gave them all names before I even wrote the story. Everybody had a name. How did you come up with the names? I don't know. They just popped in my head. Popped they were in your head. Work together very well. Like the main character, well, the character that you start off hearing about is Jonathan Donnelly. Mm-hmm. And so then he had to have parents. So I had to think, well, what parents would he have? Obviously, Donnelly's going to be there for the last name, and his parents' names are Juliet and Marcus. Oh, those and are powerful names. Powerful names. names. Yes. And, but, and they work well together. So, and Juliet was Juliet Lang before she married Marcus Donnelly. So I even had to come up with her maiden name first. And so I think the names just kind of flowed from one to the other and they just popped in my head. So no, it's good because that, uh, that just tells me how steeped you were Mm -hmm. in the story. Very much so. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your taking time today and spending a few minutes with us. Well, I appreciate you having me. I am so excited to be on your podcast and I was really happy to have met you at the meeting and uh, hear all the wonderful things that you're doing and uh, learn about podcasting from you. So that was just an awesome experience for me. And I really appreciate you. Well, thank you so much. I look forward to interviewing you again. Well, thank you. With your next novel. Absolutely. I look forward to that. All right. Thank you so much. Thanks, Diane. Thank you so much for listening to In The Know. If you would like to support the show, you can do so by subscribing and sharing it with your family and friends. You can like this episode, leave a comment, and even add a rating. Your support is very important to the success of In The Know. Thank you for listening and see you next time.